It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Everybody, we are back. It is Taped On Live, your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. You guys already know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Uh, leave a comment if you like it. Leave a comment if you don't like it. And then also make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the March on NFL for me, at BD Williams 18 for BD, at M Holder 95 for Matt, right? And then also pandasubs.com, panda supplements. Discount code TDL, 35% off. So that's discount code TDL, 35% off. So uh, today, guys, you guys don't know what we're doing. We're, it's it's 53-man reaction. We're reaction to this 53-man uh, projections. A lot of surprises, actually, in my opinion. I think we were surprised a lot. Um, caught off guard a little bit. I think we were caught off guard. Yeah. Um, some of it, I was like, oh, wow. You know? Um, so some of it was like, so it's very interesting time and uh kind of showed that this uh, regime definitely did not have a lot of high on the, the gruden players in my opinion i think it was very it was like a, it was an exodus it was like an exodus i don't, I don't know any, any, nobody's safe I mean, to me i'd be looking at if i was a Gruden player i'd be looking at my shoulder still right now the cuts ain't over so uh um just say uh, cleveland farrell just say in specific <laughs> you know i don't know man i would say clean had his safe but now i don't know i don't know if Clee's safe anymore uh you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see how they move forward with some of these players, man, because Trayvon Mullen caught me off guard. But uh, any initial thoughts from you guys? I mean, Trayvon Mullen, we could start there. That's fine. I mean, we're, we got to talk about Leatherwood, but we'll, we'll start with Trayvon Mullen because that that was definitely, I think, a surprise to everyone. It kind of makes sense, though. Did he play at all? I texted you. He, you were like, no, he didn't play. Did he practice at all in camp? So, you know, you you you're trying to figure out this coaching staff. This this coaching staff is trying to figure you out, right? Mm-hmm. You get you get buried on the depth chart if you don't practice during training camp. It, it is what it is. So uh, at that point, they figured, hey, it's probably better off for this guy to go rehab somewhere else and see if he can be a starter. But it's doesn't look like it's in the cards here. Um, and other guys played themselves into contention, like Sam Webb, for instance. So. Uh, you know, I guess they're they're willing to bet on Sam Webb over Trayvon Mullen's availability at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, I mean, that's my initial thoughts on it too. But uh, I also want to hear your guys' thoughts on like the compensation. Okay, uh, go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, on Trayvon Mullen, my like read on the situation was I feel like the the new regime just didn't didn't like his potential to get better. Like I look back on it, like Trayvon Mullen was a rookie, like he was a solid player, like showed potential and whatnot. We're all excited to see where he could grow. Year two, I don't know if I necessarily say he regressed, but he just didn't take that like step forward, didn't get better like that we had hoped he would. Mm-hmm. Then last year, I mean, banged up on the injured uh I mean basically all year. Got injured week four, 
then uh, re-aggravated against the Chiefs and goes into this training camp and had to have surgery on his toe in what, middle June, end of June. Mm-hmm. So what that tells me in his training, he probably wasn't even able to train to get better. He was just training to rehab to get back on the field. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. So, I mean, that just tells me, like, this is a guy that they probably didn't bake that high of, of his potential. And, I mean, BD brings up Sam Wed. Anthony Averett's also a huge winner in this situation, too. They obviously pretty much believe in him. I mean, he's the third corner right now, and Nate Hall is probably going to play outside more, and then Averett will be the, the first guy off the bench or the starter, depending on what they go in. But props to him, too. I mean, he obviously had a good camp and was good enough that they felt comfortable getting rid of a guy that was a week one starter a year ago, so. Yeah, um, you know, from, you know, camp, I will say it was a little different for watching some of these corners in actual game, you know, because I thought Meek Robinson looked terrific at, at camp. I thought that one day that I watched him, he looked terrific, right? And then he went to games, he, he looked not look the same like he did at practice. So that's why it's kind of weird, you know, you know, the way preseason games play out, you feel like, you know, they're really not even necessary because the way that they evaluate practice because, I mean, he was he was holding Hunter Renfro in man coverage in some of those plays, right, and make it a tougher, you know, car had to go to different places. And, you know, so watching Amik do that and in practice, that's where, you know, even you wrote about it, Matt, really, these guys are raving about uh, Amik, and he goes out there and makes us all look weird when we're like, well. <laughs> yeah, I wrote, I wrote about how he was turning the corner, and then the next day he came out and sucked on national yeah. television. I'm like, <laughs> national, you know? So it, he, he uh, was better in camp. I mean, same thing with uh, – you know, some of those other players, but, you know, Trayvon Mullen wasn't there. So that's the, that was yeah. the interesting part. But it, it was interesting that they decided to move on from him, you know, because I thought he, he definitely showed that he was a better player than some of the other draft picks they had before from the Gruden regime. So, um, but, yeah. I yeah, know. I mean, it, so, I mean, it's worth pointing out when the defense under um, Gunther that in, the, in his last year started, like, just hemorrhaging points. They were like giving up, you know, all time record amount of points per game, whatever it was. Right. Uh, one of those players that kept on blowing his assignments was Trayvon Mullen in a cover two scheme, a heavy cover two scheme. And you'd see him just like jump the flat and just like, they, they would just like throw it right to where he left, you know, where he should be cushioning in the corner or something like that. He did that a lot down the stretch. So the last uh, tape that he had in this scheme was actually really bad. So that also might have played into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the that was the main interesting one. Um, of course, then there's Alex Leatherwood, right? Alex Leatherwood uh, was waived, which, you know, that was interesting, even from an offensive line perspective, because we only have eight offensive linemen right now. You know, um, you know, my thing is that they don't have really a lot of guards, and I'm still saying that they got what they got Simpson, they got Cotton, and then they got Parham and Andre James. So they have three guards really. And is Parham a guard? I don't know, right? So if if they can, it's 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 tough for me with the guard position. They got to go find some guards out there, and they got to develop that. I don't know what they're gonna do, or if they expect some of these guys just to move in and play guard if somebody gets hurt, which I think is kind of out there a little bit too. So, um, the, you know, Alex Otherwood, to me, you know, I saw that Duke Manyweather tweet the other, the other day and talked about how he needed, like, a, a, a special type of coaching when he said that. And that was back before he even got drafted in March 2021. And that kind of thought that that said to me that he was just losing, losing confidence and they probably didn't like him that much. I don't think they liked his attitude or the way he handled things or the way he went about it. I, he has to be coached a special way because, I mean, his trainer saying that, that means he's – like there's something 
that we're not we don't know about. So um, that's probably more to do with Hollywood anything. Look, you can. There's coach. Uh, there's players that need to be coached a different way. Okay, that there are, but they're also great. And so it's like, okay, it's worth this extra effort from the coaching staff to get that out of that player. If, you know, but like, what are we seeing from Leatherwood? We're not seeing anything close to great. So it's not worth that extra effort from the coaching staff to try to get that out of them at that point. Like another team can handle, can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know their, whatever. Yeah. And I don't know their coaching styles, but this is coaching staff number two. Like, yeah. And we, we didn't see anything different. Like, I don't know, maybe it's, I mean, are Carmen Brasillo and, and uh, Tom Cable the same type of coach? Maybe, maybe not. We would have to ask have to ask Alex Leatherwood or anyone else on that line. But like, yeah, it's kind of harder to hard to use that argument when it's like, well, you, you have a new staff, and you, it, yeah. like it wasn't like it was good with Cable. Like, mm-hmm. so, right? Yeah, and, and you know, yes, I'm saying he, he wasn't fixing any of his issues. I mean, I see a lot of people talking about his hands. He had the same hand, hands issues. Same, you know, this, things weren't Stop getting fixed. Feet. What? Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the same. Feet, like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nothing. Changed. And it was the same thing at Bama too. Like, I, I you yeah. watch the guy pass block at, at Bama. It's like you can point to like the same. Like you can or in clips side by side and be like, this is the same issue. Like, so it's like Nick Saban can't get this can't get this out of this guy. John Gruden and uh, and uh, Cable, right? Yeah. Cable yeah. can't get it out of him. But like, like who's gonna get this out of him then? Like, I mean, I guess that's for another the other thirty one teams to figure out. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I thought it was interesting. I know we wanted to trade for him, which kind of shows how bad his preseason tape has been. And then, you know, and NFL teams talk, and if he's a little bit of a head case, which to me, that, that's what Duke Manyweather tweet said, that he's yeah. a head case. That's basically what and that, and right. that's all this, that's what all the signs are pointing to, too. I mean, we were talking about that last time. Like, he, he just felt like, from all the reports and the way he played, he looked like a defeated man. Like, he looked like he mm-hmm. had lost all confidence. And, like, yeah. Yeah, he's I, just go ahead. He, I was gonna yeah. say he does seem like he's at least like at least like a good dude. Like I, I feel like this is honestly like the best thing for him personally, like to go get a fresh start somewhere else. Like if if that's really the case where he just like mentally is not in a good headspace, like he clearly like needs to play somewhere else. It clearly just was not gonna work out. Which yeah, it's 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 gonna be you know uh, the right tackle position. I think you know with Illuminor playing, I I feel I don't feel that bad about it. I mean, I think Luminor can handle that position. I think he's definitely serviceable right tackle. He's definitely could play, play solid. He'll have some games where, you know, he might not have the best game, but I think he's going to have some good games too. Um, and I, I feel like that he'll probably be there for most of the year. Um, and I mean, unless they bring Mumford in, they want to feel like the Mumford should play, but I think Luminor should keep that job for a little bit. Um, and, you know, he's, he's not, a, he's not a bad player and it, it's for the right tackle position. Like I always, always said, there's not too many good right tackles in the NFL. I think he's, he can do the job for sure. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel about Jermaine Luminor, but I think he's all right. I feel like I feel like I'm not worried about that. What about guard though? Is Lester Cotton the starting guard? Right. So I mean, Cotton played good the last game. Um, yeah. You know, so he's gonna be up and down too, man. Um, you know, I just we just got week one. He's not facing like a Chris Jones yet. So week week three, I think we'll find out about Lester Cotton when he has to go against Simmons and Autry. We're gonna find out a lot about him. <laughs> Did, wait, go ahead. Did uh, as say, did JJ Watt? Did he get injured? Because that, that, that's who's coming in week two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ Watt's coming week two. He is. He is. JJ Watt yeah. is coming. I mean, um, not old, not vintage JJ Watt, but still a good. Uh, I mean, a good. Yeah, good uh, no, you're, you're right. You're right, man. That's a good test. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the Chargers don't have too much that will challenge him no, as a pass no. rusher. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they have any pass rushing guys that will challenge him that much unless they like move around Khalil Mack and put him inside. And then, you know, they, they might do that. Who knows? You know, that's they, yeah. Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack will be on the same side on Lester Patton <laughs> and Jermaine Illuminor's side for sure. Let's see. On one side, yeah. you have a Pro Bowl left tackle, a Pro Bowl quality left tackle. Yeah. yeah, yeah on the other yeah, side, yeah. you have two guys, one of them. Two guys, one of them were like talking about them backing into the starting. I wonder where they're going to put those guys. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's I, a third down thing. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's, that'd be definitely a third down look. That's third uh, down. I, I do think, NFL. too, like, I do think, too, like, I don't think McDaniels is going to leave, at least at the start of the season, is going to leave like Illuminor out to dry. I think, I think we're going to see Foster Moreau play quite a bit and give quite a bit of chip blocks and give the, those guys some help, maybe even stay in and some pass protection, too, to just basically. <laughs> basically uses use him as a sixth offensive lineman almost like I don't there he's not well Jan isn't stupid he's gonna he's gonna give his right tackle some help. Oh hundred percent even even if uh you know like a running back too you might see a lot more bolden on third downs in those passing situations where he's just chipping and being a check down chip check down you know type of thing. Um so uh, yeah I think they're gonna get a lot of help at right tackle but you're right. I mean they might move you know Cleo Mack inside and Put him on Lester Cotton and see what they could do with Joey Bosa and him on the same side. But um, I mean, he's got to get baptized, man. I mean, he's got to figure it out. He's be playing out there. He is, and, and it's not that he, he's not. It's not that he, you know, he was getting beat by the swim move like crazy. So he's not like he's getting pushed back into the pocket and stuff like that. He's getting power mm-hmm. rush. He's getting bull rush. It's more of that. He's he gets caught leaning sometimes. And you know, the thing about Khalil Mack, if he does play inside, he's not really a swim move guy. So yeah, um, uh, th- so it would be interesting to see how that works with him, but I think it is something that they'll do. They'll try to factor in and move him around. But, you know, I, I think, you know, Derek Carr being back there too is going to help the offensive line a little bit. And I, I think it's not going to be as terrible as it looked in the preseason. That's the, that's kind of how I've been looking at it because that line last year wasn't wasn't very good. And they had some in the Cowboys game there. They played damn well. And, you know, you don't know how much that is, is Derek Carr having the running backs back there and, and you know, getting everything everything ready, and you know, game plans come into offensive line. Two offensive lines do have game plans, they, you know, so they they they, yeah. they have a different understanding, and they're just not out there blocking, you know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm more interested to see who's going to be play center. Um, I don't know. I, I still think it might be Parham, might be the starting center. So I, I that's what I'm interested in, but we'll see. The other thing to remember too is, um, I think Mac Jones was like towards the top of the charts or bottom of the charts, depending on how you look at it for time to throw. So they're going to get the ball out quick. Like yeah. that's the MO. It's always been the MO with, even with Brady, this, mm-hmm. they're going to get, you're going to move the pocket a little bit, get the ball out quick. Like I said, McDaniels is, this is not like too new for, for McDaniels, but it is a very unique situation where the right side is just one giant question mark. Yeah. 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 So, so it seems like, it seems like a lot of people I'm seeing on Twitter, Beat writers, they're saying Thayer Mumford's the future. I see a lot of fans, even in some of the people in the comments, saying Thayer Mumford's the future. Is that are, – are we that confident in Thayer Mumford right now? Did we see that good? Uh, anything well, good from him in the preseason? I mean, he just needs to get healthy. But, I mean, he did yeah. show, like – I thought he did I thought he did fine. I mean, you know, nothing that was, like, terribly okay. bad, which was a win for this group. But I think – I think Marcus is right. Like week one, I think leather it's a Illuminor's job to lose, but I do think they'll be on a short leash, both him and Cotton for yeah. the rookies for the rookie. I mean, it could be as, as soon as if halftime if Illuminor is just getting the shit pushed in by Bosa and and uh and Mac, they might give him the hook. Like 
that quickly, but he was at least solid. Like of all the guys that played, he he played the best. Mm-hmm. If we're using that as a measuring stick, but yeah, yeah, um, I see. It. No, yeah, I don't hate Andre James. I just he can't. He isn't picking up stunts. That's all it is. I mean, he can't pick up a stunt. I mean, you're just letting the free rusher. <laughs> you're not. You're not gonna. You know, if Alex Leather was not playing because of the way he played, I don't think Andre James has been playing that well either. So um, that's why I say Parham and they split snaps that game. They split snaps and you know. They could say Parham played left guard that week, but they hadn't really haven't picked anybody. So, you know, we're, we're on a kind of just oh, they, a shot they offensive line. Traded, so. They traded Trayvon Mullen. Mm-hmm. They cut Alex Leatherwood. Do you think they care about Andre James? Okay, undrafted free agent holdover. Okay. They <laughs> drafted they drafted Dylan Parham. Okay. They're gonna play him this year. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So it's it's either does he play left guard but with Simpson or does he play center? And I, I think he's going to play center. <laughs> and it was more because, like I said, he was the only guy that they split snaps. The same offensive line was out there, but it was like eight snaps with James, eight snaps with Farham. So um, there's something there. You know, you just got to, you got to just be paying attention. You know, some, I know, I know some of the, you know, you guys want to talk about some of the beat writers and stuff, and I, I'm not going to knock beat writers, but they all watched Amir Abdullah play with the first team the whole time I was out there and didn't mention it. And were like, Still saying he was going to be fifth string, and even though he was the first string guy out there in front of Kenyon Drake, and that was back in early July. So <laughs> you know, um, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what they do with this offensive line. It's 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 so up in the air, but I think that I just love just how Marcus goal. starts off by talking about how worried he is about how their lack of depth at guard, and then one, his next thing is he wants to move a guard, uh, backup guard, to starting center. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just. They gotta get some guards, man. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with that, but they're they're gonna add if if not by tomorrow, Wednesday, they're mm-hmm. gonna add somebody by at, by the end of the week. There, there's no way they're rolling with just eight. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the biggest surprise for me is not like certain people making it. Amik Robertson making it. That that's surprising to me. Trevor Mullen getting cut. I guess we didn't see that coming. Okay, but eight offensive linemen. Right, they have like uh, between the defensive line and the and the edge players. There's like eleven defensive linemen on the, you know, like it's strange roster construction. And for the modern NFL, only five corners. When you play Kansas City, you play uh, the Chargers. So to me, where offensive line, they're going to add more, right? And corners, they have to add more. You can't get through the NFL year with only five corners. Like you're going to be down to getting guys off the street. You know, you're going to have to keep on working guys out. So those positions, definitely going to see some movement. And I'm guessing uh, maybe some of these positions where they kept extra guys running back, um, uh, defensive line, maybe those some of those guys are going to get stashed somehow with some kind of injury designation. That's what I'm guessing. All right. Uh, what else? So some of the undrafted free agents made it. Uh, you got Luke Masterson. You know, he, he ended up made it. Oh, Darian Butler. Uh, Sam Webb, and then the the interesting one was Palomal. Isaiah Palomal made the team, which uh, was very interesting that he he, he made that team. Um, I mean, we'll get to the running backs in a second, but what, what do you guys start to think about the, some of these undrafted guys that ended up making the team? I mean, huge for the two linebackers. Like I thought, I, I had a feeling they would. I thought they would hedge their bets a little bit and go with one of the two, and I thought it would be Masterson over Butler. But to see them both make it. And Butler obviously has a connection with Antonio Pierce, but can't. I mean, both guys deserve it. Play their ass off, contributing on special teams, and 
be fun to watch both of them play. So I think Masterson, uh, Masterson caught my eye a little bit more being a converted safety. I feel like he has a little bit higher, higher of a ceiling, but mm-hmm. I, thought, I mean, I thought it was pretty awesome. They had end up with what four guys, four undrafted free agents make the team mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all, and all six draft picks. Yeah. Preston mm-hmm. Young Bunch. Yeah. What do you think, BD? Um, I mean, I, I, I had Masterson not making it, but that's because I was cutting it down to four linebackers. If I, you know, was picking five linebackers, yeah, I would have had Masterson on the team. No, I'm just not a fan of him. Um, Matt brought up the converted safety. I agree. There's some really good coverage moments, not just the interception. He does a good job in zone. But um, just I, I was always uh, wanting more when the run fit game. So that, that was just my gripe with Masterson the entire time. So between him and Butler, I, I preferred Butler a little bit. But they kept both of those guys. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, they're going to be playing special teams. But let's keep it – like that's what they're they're here for. So Yeah. I mean, we are talking about it before. There's going to be two linebackers more than there. It's going to be three. Jayon Brown's a good third linebacker. Or Diablo, if he's going to be the third. Either one of those guys is a pretty good third linebacker. So I think yeah. by week five, we'll probably not even forget about – either one of them being on the team unless there's an injury, but yeah. Yeah. Like you said, BD with the, with the run fits, that's the stuff that's going to come. That's the stuff that's going to take a little bit longer with, with Masterson being uh, changing positions and having to deal with it, playing a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. So we'll see how it works out, but yeah. What do we, th- yeah. what do we think about uh Paul Mao? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I mean uh, so, that, was, that was shocking. So go ahead. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I did just I did bring up Paul Mao in the last episode uh, for mm-hmm. the prediction. I didn't think that he was going to make it. Five safeties, yeah. Paul Mao or Farley. I don't know if Farley's hurt. Did you did you say that, Matt? Was, uh, yeah. Farley. So yeah, I saw that um, he was he. I don't know if he's like lingering as if it's a lingering issue, but he was basically. I think it was Vic that tweeted it. Said had he practiced against and not uh, the Patriots and not gotten hurt, he probably would have made the team. That was the indication that he got. They want to bring him back on the practice squad. So I'm thinking that's what they're – instead of – basically, I don't think he's good enough for them to put him on an injury designation or waste that that spot. So they're just going to try and stash him on the practice squad from the sounds of it. Okay, yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, Farley definitely looked a little better. I mean, a lot better um, just playing defense, you know. But, I mean, Polamalu, he's 6'4", DB, he can run. You're built. I mean, you're keeping Amik Robertson. Why? Because he's a matchup guy that you can put against like a really shifty slot guy. You know, you're gonna mm-hmm. have, you're gonna, get, you're gonna be able to do that. Maybe Paul Mao at some point can be a guy you put line up on a tight end, and you, play, you know, maybe maybe that's what the thought process is. But I didn't see really much of him, so it must have been all in practice that he's flashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was more impressive in practice than. He was in film too. So that's what a lot of it, when I saw some of these guys make the team, I mean, those are guys that they look good in practice. I mean, Paul Amal is getting a lot of run in practice. All right. So if, if, you know, he's, he's getting a lot of run in practice, you know, when Teamer was out, they got a lot, they got a good, good look at him. Right. So since they got a good look at him and they, they were able to kind of make a decision on based on that, I guess that's why he made the team, but cause it, it really feels like a lot of this, had to do a practice more than, than the games. Um, I don't think the games were something that they really, I mean, a lot of, a lot of these NFL teams don't take these games, you know, 
into account that much. It can change a little bit, but you know, it, you you see that's why you see like these guys run like seventy yard runs like every you know, three games in a row and not make the team because you know they're not looking that good in practice or more game players. But um, it so Palomar was more of a practice guy too, and that's why he ended up making the team. But uh, you know that was super interesting to me. I, I was probably my biggest you know, yeah. Struggle a bit. The other the other benefit really of having Palomar out there is. When you get a look team and you have you're going up against like a defense that has a J Ron curse, you know, or um, uh, what's the guy Jeremy Chin or you know you, Derwin James, you can put Paul Mao out there. He's a similar body type, you know. You can put him out there on the look team and give you that look where Jonathan Abram probably couldn't give you the look that you know. Yeah. Of, right. So uh, that that might be also part of the. Of the re- of the thought process behind it, you know. I mean, there's def- there's some potential. Obviously, he's a big, fast guy. So, we'll, I mean, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I'd say right. a lot of tool, a lot of tools makes sense to keep him around, let him develop a little bit. Yeah, yeah, let him let him develop a little bit. You know, hey, and uh, so they kept six running six running backs. I thought they I thought that would happen. I thought they'd be able to do that. Keep those uh, six guys. Keep Britton Brown because I thought Britton Brown definitely earned a spot on this team, in my opinion. So, you know, I really thought he had a really good preseason. And I thought, you know, he has a chance to maybe develop into some kind of running back. I know he's really not good with routes or anything. These are some terrible routes out there. They were, they were not very good out there, to be honest. But um, he's he's a great runner. And, you know, sometimes they want that first and second down guy. And, you know, if they don't, they're not going to keep Jacobs or they don't want to pay Jacobs or whatever they want to do with him, I think it's somebody they could build on uh, him and Zamir White. So, it would be interesting to see how Brown goes and see if he gets put back on the on the um, practice squad. I think that'd be something interesting that might happen too. They might cut him, put him back in the practice squad because that's what I thought their plan was going to be. That's what they did with JJ Taylor last year. So um, McDaniel's those running backs, obviously. So how's yeah. uh how's Britton Brown in pass pro? Because I know that was one of those issues at UCLA. Is he wasn't that great. No, he hasn't been that great in pass pro either. You know, um, he hasn't been that great there. Uh, I, I thought Zamir White hasn't been as great as I thought he was in college either, though, doing it. Um, you know, Zamir White was pretty – I thought Zamir White was pretty rough in pass pro in college. Like, Georgia didn't really, like, use him there. Yeah, I, well, I mean, some, some of the tapes like, – I know he, yeah. when he did, though, it was it, it looked pretty good when he did. But even right. when he was there, it didn't look good. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, could, I know, like, I saw some some clip on there. Somebody was talking about him putting his nose in there. I was like, well, yeah, sure. But if he guy still goes past him, who cares? You're just <laughs> – this, is, this isn't a <laughs> good job. Thanks for trying, Zamir. No, make the block. <laughs> you know, make the block. Get the guy's way or something. So, uh, um you know that's it's gonna be interesting with that, but I still feel like they're gonna run Jazz Jacobs to the ground. Yeah, he's running to the ground. That is my one fear about the running back room is like, I mean, I guess Jacob Johnson can fill in too, but like mm-hmm. Jacobs is good in pass pro, solid in pass pro. Bolden's been been good in pass pro, but everyone else, like we were just talking about, is kind of like lackluster. Like you're not gonna put a like Mir Abdullah as great as he's been, so that much as uh, Marcus wants to give him crown him the the RB one. <laughs> He's not. You're not. He's not going to be taking on linebackers coming through the hole at whatever he is. Um, five, um, 11, um, five. No, Amir Abdullah is an incredible pass protector. Is he? Incredible. He's, he's teach tape. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> look, look it up. It's all over Twitter. <laughs> Maybe I need to check it out. Maybe I've been sleeping on it. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm, yeah. Yeah. 
he's he he's legit and best. And, and really, here here it's it's Bolden and Amir Abdullah on passing downs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Josh yeah. Jacobs is the running back. Okay, Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs goes down. Zamir White gap schemes, and our your boy Britton Brown zone schemes. There you go. You, you you don't miss a beat. I mean, you, you don't your offense can still run. It's not going to be probably as effective, but at least you have two backs carrying the load if Josh Jacobs can't go, if he gets banged up or whatever it is. So, uh, I mean, but yeah, Josh Jacobs, obviously he's the lead back in this. Yeah. So. yeah I, I, they're going to run him in the ground, man. And you know, that's why I feel like they didn't pick up his option. And I, I think, I don't think Zamir Wise is going to get as many carries as, you know, we're expecting. I think a lot of people are expecting him to kind of take Josh Jacobs' job this year. I don't know if that's going to happen unless Josh gets banged up. Because um, it's, it's going to be Jacobs, Bolden, Abdullah. Jacobs, Bolden, Abdullah, then maybe a couple carries of white. So Jacob, Bolden, Abdullah. So if you, that's that's my fantasy for no you guys. Way. If you guys no want way. to take, what's, what's no that? way, no way, because at that point you're not keeping four backs on the active game day roster. You have to get down to forty, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting Zimmer White on the team and then keeping him inactive for a game. You know, like there, I don't, yeah. we're not going to put but that. All, past but them. all four backs, but all four backs. I mean, uh, is Zimmer White on punt? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I mean, I guess Britton Bolden is going to have to be on special teams. Then, if you're keeping four backs, like these two of them are playing special teams. Well, Bolden plays special teams. On, I mean, that's, that's, on, that's why okay. he's here too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. Bolden okay. plays special teams. So does Abdullah. Here, here's the other thing: Is Bolden healthy right now? I don't know. I, I don't think he's been practicing, so he might be another guy that maybe his injuries mm. worse than we really know about. He might be going on an IR tomorrow or something like that, or like. They're holding out for the first few weeks. That's partial part of the reason. And the uh, yeah, because because I, I don't know why he's still there. He's old. I don't get it. I don't. I, still, <laughs> I don't get why he's he's, he's a McDaniel's guy, man. That's his, that's his boy. I guess football, football, football nepotism. I guess is the type of it. Oh, I just like him. He's a great guy. You know, he yeah. he knows my wife. You know, he always he'd get my wife stuff for Christmas. You know, <laughs> so no, I still get no, why he's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Cause he's he's a glue guy. He's a glue yeah. guy. He's a glue player. Okay, he's a glue. You you need those. You need those. Okay. Okay. Nep- you can call it nepotism. Oh, no, I no. I want I want a glue guy. I like that. You, you like the glue guy? Like okay. That. All right. I like that. <laughs> we'll see, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, because that's part of the thing. I mean, that's why you know talking about Amir Abdullah blocking. That's why Kenyon Drake's not here because Kenyon Drake can't block, and no. so he can't block. That's why he's gone. Um, he's, I mean, what's your purpose? You're not, you're not going to be the, uh, we, we got, we got, <laughs> we got severe white, right? We got Zemir white and, and, you know, he could be the back of running back. Like what's the point of Kenyon Drake? That's why he's not here. So that's why Amir Abdullah is here because he can block and he brings that element and blocking is important for these, right. For these, uh, running backs and Josh McDaniel system. So yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that plays out as well. This just came to me. Uh, Kenyon Drake entered training camp, the highest paid guy, and the Raiders kept five players ahead of him. Ouch. That's got to be a huge blow to the ego. Uh, big time. I mean, he's with the Ravens, man. He's, he's going to get a lot of cash yeah. over there. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like he'll do well. I mean, Ravens have had plenty of injuries at running back, and they'll play run a lot more gap that he was really good at Bama. But yeah, that's, that's tough, man. You know. That's tough. Man, two two rookies. Beat him out. Like turn to Mark Ingram, bro. You might turn to Mark Ingram over there. The... I mean, no. Look, look. If he was signed to a reasonable contract, you know, it, it makes it a little bit easier. They're paying him around. anyway, though. 
you they're know, paying so. him anyway. But like that's the thing though, you need their, they're they've spread so they restructured his contract like well before they cut him. So they're paying him like three and a half million this year and then like void years like another four million next year. Yeah, he's still on the books. Yeah, he's, he's still he like a him. he's still in total with the void years, like when all when it's all said and done. However, his contract, uh yeah, Raiders still gotta pay me. Uh with his contract, he's still like gonna get like eight million, be an eight million. So, so, so they they paid him to go away, basically. Yes. Is what, yeah. They paid him and they're paying him and Alex Leatherwood about eleven and a half million dollars, <laughs> or excuse me, about eleven million dollars this year to go play for somebody else, <laughs> and taking on cap hit next year for Ken and Drake with the boy years. The Raiders give a great severance package. That's what I say. Great severance package. Gruden. <laughs> Gruden. Did. Gruden. Gruden. Yeah, Gruden get the severance package. So Gruden, uh, obviously yeah. Gruden is Gruden is bad. Imagine being Mike Mayock right now. Like your name is all attached to all this. You're trying to find another job, like either in the NFL or even in the media. And your first round picks are getting cut. Your free agents are they're getting they're giving money to pay go let them go away. Like you cannot feel bad for Mike Mayock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took the general manager job when everyone knew the head coach, a guy who hasn't been in football was really the GM. He was yeah. the only guy who would take it. That's why they hired, had to hire Mike Mack. They couldn't hire a real NFL guy to do the job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't feel bad for him. He, he he saw it as an opportunity, and it blew up in his face. Can't feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't feel too bad for, for Mayock because Beatty's right. He took that job. And even though I know he, he didn't make a decision, I, I still refuse to believe he would draft a Cleveland Farrell. I still I refuse to believe it. I've been, I've been watching it for years. It's like, oh, six. I refuse to believe that Mike Mayock's didn't clear for that. I don't, I don't believe it. So uh, <laughs> I just feel like that Paul Gunther was pushing for Like, Paul Gunther's like, we got to take him. He's a great SDE for us. He'll set the edge. You know, we'll work on the pass rush. And, you know, and Gruden's like, yeah, I agree with you, Paul. And, you know, Mike was probably in the corner like, what are you guys doing? So I, I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of that. Um, you know, there's a lot of coaches like Leatherwood. That's a coach's guy taking, you know, even taking Brandon Parker and, you know, Colton Miller and all those guys. Well, that's well, coach Parker was that. Reggie McKenzie. Was he? Yeah. Parker was Reggie I don't know McKenzie. those 35-inch arms. Man. I don't know. I don't know. Those that, he, that was Tom yes. Cable influence, but no, yeah. that, that was a Reggie Cable. It was, it was yeah. Cable. It was yeah. Cable. Yeah. <laughs> McKenzie showed, so, showed uh, <laughs> Parker to Cable. He was like, oh, how long is his arms? Yeah. <laughs> The one thing that does give me sympathy for Mike Mayock, like I would be like, is the fact that like, I mean, like we're talking about Gruden, obviously had control over the first round, maybe in the second, but like Mayock did hit on a lot of his late round picks. Like, like, and I know we bring this up all the time, like Max Crosby was an absolute steal in the fourth round. So was freaking Hunter Renfro. And I mean, Nate Hobbs is looking that way too. So it's like, man, if they just listened to this guy in the first, like the whole time, Maybe they wouldn't be like maybe we wouldn't be in the spot talking about guys getting getting cut a year after being a first round pick. But I mean, yeah, he didn't know what he was getting himself into. If, if Gruden was real, if if Gruden was real, he would just come out and like write a book, a tell all book, and take the blame for all these. So Mike Mayock can salvage his name and maybe get his job in the NFL in the future. Because right now he's tied to too many of these busts. Like you see, all of them. Are Ned and like it's just like too it's there's too much of a pattern here. Uh, I will say he can't get out from underneath this. He can't get it out from that. Yeah, I will say just the way like Mayock like talked about him like when he got released. Like I do think Arnett was a was a Mayock guy. Like he like he like was talking about how he talked to his like Arnett's father when he was about to release him. Like oh damn, like how close are these guys? I do think that was one of his, and that's that's the one he's gonna have to live with. But 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Gruden's not writing that. Gruden's tra- Gruden's talking on press conferences about how he wants another chance in the league. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not doing that, bro. He's not. He's not helping Mike. The people that help no him, Mike, are like, that Daniel, guy. Are like Daniel Jeremiah, who made some tweet, like the Ross Tuckers and all those dudes that are sticking up for him. Um, trying to they're they're trying to stick up for him today. Like Daniel Jeremiah said something like, "Oh, there was a bunch of guys in the pot. There's a bunch of people making decisions. It wasn't just him." They're trying to stick up for him because they probably know. <laughs> He's probably been on the phone with them, like, bro. Yeah, sucks. Yeah. So you're right. Rich, right. I, the Rich Eisens. I'm sure Rich Eisens probably could do a rant tomorrow about Mike Mayock and how the help they're doing so him so wrong, um, and that he still built that team. He still got Hunter Renfrew. They're, they're gonna they're gonna be hyping him up, and when they bring him back on TV, and I, I think he'll be fine on TV. He's, it's not that he was bad with the draft. I mean, he's still good. I mean, some guys just can't they can't do it as well as they can critique it. I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's, he, was, I mean, he's, he was always a football guy anyways. The football, football, yeah. football. So you, you could confuse him if you liked football. So, yeah. I mean, it is always tougher, too. Like, when it, when it's just your rankings, you can sit on them a little bit better. But when, again, when you have to collaborate with someone who's got an ego out to here, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. it gets a little more frustrating. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I don't know, guys. Uh, any other thoughts about the projection of the 53? Uh, you know, Jared Stidham's the backup. Uh, so I mean, you you nailed offense except for Leatherwood. That's like the, and bars, Leatherwood and bars. You 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 were minus two on offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No guards, man. They just said they said they said no guards. We're not gonna. We don't need guards. We got we got converts wow. over here. I don't, I don't. I just don't. I don't know. I just feel like you just if somebody goes down, you want to put Jackson Barton at guard because what if it's happening? You know it's. How many? <laughs> it's just I don't know. I just feel like you should just have some guy, a guard, and come in there and play real quick. And then next week you can move like Jackson Barton to guard. Like, but I don't know. What do I know? Barton make the team. Barton made the team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they got like eight Not tackles, sure, yeah. bro. They got six tackles <laughs> and a center and two guards, basically. <laughs> I, I'm sure too. They'll probably try and stash someone on the practice squad for an, for a in a in a pinch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably Meredith. I think Meredith probably has uh, bars too. I think they'll both be on the practice squad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know Meredith had a better PFF score and stuff like that, but uh, you know, they obviously thought they need to get some other players. You know, because I think they get a fit to fill in for corner. They got to find some corners out there. You know, like Mario Goodrich was cut. Um, even like you know some guards that I liked. I like Josh Revis. You know, I did an interview with him on Tape Online. I did like his tape. Um, I thought he was pretty sound. Uh, you, you know, you, Kansas I, I know State. You, I know you like Kellen Deesh, uh too. Yeah. Um, that's a he's, right he's tackle. A, he, he's not. Yeah, he's a tackle, but he's he's. You can't put him at guard. You can't put him at guard. I know, but like, yeah. if, yeah. Uh, you know, it's just it's just somebody they could look at. I, I don't know any other guards that, that got released, but you know, I'm trying. Kellen Deesh got um, released. Yeah. yeah, he was an undrafted free agent. That was kind of surising me. I thought he'd be like a fifth round guy at the mm-hmm. worst. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he barely. He played. was in. Yeah, yeah, I saw it too. He was in, he was in a great scheme for his uh, skill set too. In that uh, the outside zone where he uses athleticism, I was so very mm-hmm. surprised he didn't uh, he didn't make well, the Dolphins team. But and Revis uh, got cut too. That's surprising. Man. Well, yeah. So there's guys. There's some guys. There's I mean, some. There's definitely movement. You know, we we're making this uh, instant reaction. Why? We're contractually obligated to come out with podcasts, right? But um, this is this is going to uh, this is going to change. This is going to be constantly evolving, right? So mm-hmm. it's 
it should be stressed that this this roster right here is not what it's going to look like in two months. This is going to be vastly different. So, yeah, I mean, I think I put it in my reaction. I think I put it in my prediction. Like uh, Tuesday's offensive line is going to look different than Wednesday's. Like just point blank. Right. Like no matter what that, no matter what happened, like we knew something something was going to change. Something was going. Someone was coming in. Someone was going. That. So in other words, we're not done yet, fellas. Yeah, I just wish they just weren't just so cocky about we can get these guys to play better. Like, I don't, you know, it's kind of Tom Tom Cable's fault for his reputation. I think they kind of assumed that Tom Cable sucked, and it, which I think, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest Tom Cable fan over here. So I kind of, like, I think they kind of thought wrong, and they're like, uh-oh. That's kind of my problem with the whole offensive line construction. If I want to be critical, I, I think they – I think, you know, James Daniels was out there. They could have got James Daniels for cheap, and we wouldn't have to be worried about guard right now. Um, you know, there's some tackles that were out there that they could have picked up. I know Darryl Williams, Darryl Williams is still chilling. And he played in the same – I mean, Brian DeBall comes from the Patriots. I mean, that's the same system. It's not like it's different. So um, he's out there, and, you know, they, they wanted to go young. Uh, they might have guessed wrong a little bit, and we'll see what they do. So we'll see how they adjust. They're, this is an adjusting team. They adjust well. So we'll see. For sure. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts, guys? Get out of here. Any other questions? I don't see you really see any questions. People just giving their thoughts. You know, we're not, we're not seeing, uh, you know, we talk about DTs a little bit. Uh, nothing really. No questions. I don't see. So we're out of here, guys. We appreciate um, you guys coming in. We got 428. Ooh, look at that. That's a, that's a lot today. We got a lot. Big. Appreciate you guys coming oh. in, checking us out. Um, like I said, hit the subscribe button, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Uh, you know, we keep we're gonna keep going, especially there's more news dropping for you. And of course, we'd be getting ready for the Chargers and uh, doing all that stuff. You know, we're gonna do a little Chargers film room pretty soon here, watching uh, Patrick Graham versus uh, Justin Herbert and uh, the Chargers offense. You know, or Joe Lombardi, and it's uh, so we're gonna see a lot of sticks this uh, in that tape. So. Get used to that, guys. Um, and, tons, uh, tons of Hank. A lot of dragon. So much Hank. Yeah. A lot of Hank and a lot of dragon, a lot of slant flats, uh, you know, and, you know, getting that, you know, getting uh, <laughs> and Her- Herbert throwing a five-yard drag. It just looks awesome, you know. Uh, so yeah. it's <laughs> it just looks awesome coming off the hand. You're like, wow, it's the best five-yard drag I've ever seen. So um, we're going to get ready for that. And uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, a lot of football coming to you guys. It's almost football season. I'm excited. Got about two weeks. Let's go. Some real football. Let's let's go. All right. We got real football this weekend, brother. I I know, man. We got college football. I know. I know. I know. We had real football last week. I get it. I get it. You know. We had no, last, last week was not real football. Last week I watched Vanderbilt in Hawaii. That was not real football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for saying that because I was going to say it, but it's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that, Matt. Week zero uh, yeah, of college we, football is. All, I was just going to say week zero of college football. It's like always like it's, I'm glad it's back, and then like after like one game, I'm like, all right, what the hell am I doing here? It's like preseason game one, bro. It's like the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, exactly. kind of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly that way. All right, guys, we're out of here. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, see you later. See ya.